Welcome to the Learn, Liken, and Lift podcast. I'm your coach, Carrie Hickenlooper. Let's get started. of Captain Moroni. Okay, let me ask you, friends. How do you be in the world and not of the world? And how do you hold on to eternal truths and even gather strength from them while being surrounded by all the various philosophies that are out there that actually kind of are appealing? They appeal to our appetites. Sometimes they even have little elements of truth. And then how do you discern between eternal truths and worldly philosophies? How do you tackle temporal circumstances that you that are just the everyday that you know are temporary? And how do you handle them like a, the spiritual being that you are, the eternal being that you are? And how do you keep covenants while living in a very anti-Christ world? And these are questions that I think that we actually tackle on the daily. The world is quickly intensifying, and because of the covenants that we've made, we are obligated to show up differently. And we do desire to serve, and to add light to the darkness, and to learn to love as God loves, and to learn to be wise and discerning, and to build places of refuge. It's so common for us to desire to want to have our homes even be a place of rest and rejuvenation for our families, for our friends, for our neighbors. We want to be able to give them a space where they can come and remain covenant keepers to rest from the pushback that they get on a daily basis. That's the goal, right? And if we zoom out for a minute and we liken these war chapters to our own lives, we realize that we are very much engaged in the exact same fight that Captain Moroni and the Nephites were engaged in. And though ours hasn't resulted to physical violence, we can clearly see that not all that Captain Moroni did for his people happened on the battlefield. In fact, much of it didn't. So how do covenant keepers go about preserving their own personal titles of liberty? What they can do is they can look to a covenant keeper who's done it before. They can look to Captain Moroni and you learn from what he did. And you prepare your minds, you put on your armor, you make plans simultaneously checking in though with the prophet and what his direction is. You erect small forts and places of resort. And then you place the greatest number of men in your weakest fortifications. For example, how did Moroni know how to face the enemy? When he and his army met the Lamanites on the borders of Jershon, for example, his people were armed with all sorts of weapons that were really similar to the weapons that the Lamanites had. But what was different is they wore armor, and this hadn't ever been done before. They wore breastplates and arm shields. They had shields to defend their heads, and they dressed in thick clothing. And the Lamanites were naked, except for the skin around their loins. And while the Lamanites were exposed, the Nephites wore clothing designed to protect 
the vital parts of their body. And this changed the warfare between these two nations from here on out. So how does one receive such innovative inspiration and then tackle problems like they've never been tackled before? Again, we can study Moroni and then follow his pattern. We can learn that we need to keep our covenants. And we can rely upon the promise that God will always be with us, that he will prosper us, that he will bless our families, and that he will keep us in all places and not leave us. And then what you do is you make that promise as real for you as what you see right now before you. That is the spiritual mindset that it takes And think about how would your life improve if you took whatever level of faith you're at currently and you grew it? What would your experience of life be if you 100% believed in the covenant that the Lord has made with you, that he will always be with you and he will never leave you? How would you show up differently if you trusted in your cause because you know it's good and then you completely knew he had your back? What solutions, when your mind is free from fear of failing and fear of loss, fear that he's not going to keep his end of the deal, what would your mind then be able to come up with? And how would your circumstances change because of this shift in your mentality? This is the mindset that Captain Moroni knew was worth developing. While his enemy at the time moved up the ranks of power through deception and deceit and fraud, Moroni spent his time preparing the people to move up the ranks of God's plan of salvation by preparing their minds, by helping them believe that God does keep his promises and that it was possible for them to be victorious with God's help. And by the way, this wasn't a foo-foo mindset that they spent time developing. This wasn't a luxury even, not for a people who have made covenants. In fact, this is the only mindset that could keep covenant keepers safe, and Moroni knew that. They had to strengthen their faith in God, and they had to put that into action. And even though they couldn't see him, it was crucial that they believed him. And doing this together as a people actually united them in their cause. And while developing this mindset, inspiration came to the mind and to the hearts of the people. Inspiration to follow their captain. And inspiration came to their captain to give the people armor. I love Paul's epistle to the Ephesians in chapter 6, where he encourages the saints to put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to so stand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, 
praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Isn't that scripture so applicable to what we're learning, but it's also fitting and inspiring, empowering. It starts off, I want to note, with a really important reminder that our fight isn't against flesh and blood. We don't need to pit ourselves against one another, no matter what our differences are. If it has a face, we need to change our tone and change our accusations. And remember, we need to remember who our real opponent is. And it's a faceless entity. It is principalities, powers, darkness, and spiritual wickedness. And I know this gets hard in the heat of the moment. I feel this as a mama today. I feel the temptation to put a face on it. But that is when I lose my way. And the way back is to put on the whole armor of God and to remember what I'm fighting against. The helmet of salvation is a really good reminder to help me keep my spiritual mindset Because who is the author of my salvation? Jesus Christ, right? And his plan of salvation, eternal life, exaltation, putting off the natural man, redemption, all of it is to be my spiritual mindset. And I need to speak as Moroni spoke and 100% believe that the Lord is with me, that he will deliver the enemy into my hands. And who is the enemy? Remember, principalities, powers, darkness, spiritual wickedness. That's what we're talking about. And I need to believe that this will happen because of my covenants and my faith in Jesus Christ, that God will support me and keep me and preserve me so long as I am faithful unto him and unto my faith and unto my covenants. And never will the Lord suffer that I shall be destroyed except I should fall into transgression and then deny my faith. And I need to fully believe, as Captain Moroni did, that I can command the deceptive principalities, powers, darkness, and spiritual wickedness in the name of the all-powerful God who has strengthened me, that I have gained power by, by my faith, by my covenants, and by my worship and my church, and the support of my family, by the liberty that binds me to my land and my country and by my obedience to the word of God, to which I owe all my happiness to, and that I can tell my true foe to go your way and don't come unto me again. This mindset will change our lives if we fully believe in it. Fully believing not only that it's true, but that it will work for our benefit. You aren't free-falling, my friend. If you're staying true to what you promised God you would do, you are safe and he is with you. And keep in mind, that's just the helmet. (laughs) You've got more armor. Take your loins, for example, that they're to be girt about with truth. And I think of our loins being our our pivot. Which way do we face And just like our hips pivot and change our direction, are we facing truth? And I also like to think of our loans as housing our creative power. Either way, either it's which way do you face 
or are you creating and operating in truth? If so, that is going to be your foundation in which you're fighting upon. Then there's the breastplate of righteousness, which protects your heart and your heart's desires, right? A heart that desires righteousness is going to be governed by righteousness and then receive power to take steps forward in righteousness. And speaking of steps, if your feet are shod in the gospel of peace, then steps of peace are what you will obviously take. Moving forward without pride, taking action without competition or conceit or contention, or without lacking self-confidence. And as you move forward, the shield of faith is going to be your protection against the fiery darts of the wicked. I know there are those who would mock your faith and even question your sanity in believing in something you can't prove. But faith in Jesus Christ would have you know that mercy and grace of Jesus is sufficient and all that you need for whatever you face. And the only offensive weapon that one who is guided by faith in Jesus Christ needs is the sword of the Spirit, or in other words, the Word of God, because it is able to slice through or penetrate the principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and spiritual wickedness that we'll encounter. You just need the word of God to do all of that. And the spirit will then offer you clarity. And we swing this weapon as we pray and as we plead for mercy. And when we persevere, never giving up on the battle that we fight. Now, in war, the dynamics and strategies are always changing. And the Lamanites and seeing the armor of of Moroni's army changed course and they decided to take a different route and strike in a different place. And without all the cool technology that we have now in being able to track people, Moroni on his own could only guess where the Lamanites were going to go. And he had, he did it in an educated way. He sent his spies out to follow the Lamanites and see where they might go. But he also sent certain men to go and speak to the prophet Alma and to seek his counsel, specifically asking him to inquire of the Lord where the Nephite armies should then defend themselves. And Alma did this, and the Lord answered. The great Captain Moroni, with all his savvy and talent and and battle skill, he turned to the prophet of God to receive direction from God about where his enemies would strike. Are we trying our best? Are we paying attention to what's happening in the world, to the principalities, powers, darkness, and spiritual wickedness that threaten to destroy us? And then are we making our best effort to gather that intel, to to make a plan? And then are we turning to the prophet? Are we treating general conference? And every time the prophet speaks, are we treating that as specific counsel on how we can defend ourselves against the enemy? And then are we 100% believing that, trusting in it, and making it a part of our personal battle plans? Because one of the best tools that we've been given in this spiritual fight and warfare is a prophet, seer, and revelator who can see things before we see them and who can warn us to prepare before the time comes upon us. Finally, 
we have the small forts or the places of resort that Moroni had the Nephites build. And then he had them place the greatest number of men in their weakest areas. And this took resources and also some self-awareness. It took zooming way out and looking at the Nephite nation as a whole and being very honest about what their strengths were and what their weaknesses were. Now, these places of resort were ingenious. Moroni literally changed the city planning (laughs) by erecting forts and then building ridges of dirt around their cities so high that the Lamanites couldn't cast stones or get their arrows up over them or just even make any impression upon the Nephites that stood above them. And then upon these ridges, they placed timbers that were as tall as a man. And then upon the timbers were pickets that were strong and high. And then overlooking these pickets, they erected towers. And there upon the towers, they had men stand who could keep watch and see from afar off danger and threat coming, which would then give the people of the city plenty of time to gather and prepare. So secure was this method that the only way that the Lamanites could penetrate the city was to come through the front door. And it's so fun for me to imagine that we can do the same thing for our places of resort. We can make ridges that surround us, just as the atonement of Jesus Christ can surround us. With timbers of obedience to God's commandments, pickets that represent our private religious devotions that reach up high into the sky, and then prophets and apostles upon our watchtowers that can see danger before we're even aware, so that we have time to gather and make plans and defend ourselves against principalities, powers, darkness, and wickedness. And what just occurred to me right now, when we do trust in prophets and apostles upon those watchtowers, think of the peace that we're able to go about our day experiencing because we have those men upon the watchtowers that can tell us when we need to act. We don't always need to be in a state of reaction. We can actually experience peace in between the battles that we fight. When we do these things, the only way to enter our places of resort is through our front door with our permission. And just like Moroni, we need to be really honest about our weakness. What are we allowing to come into our places of resort? Are we opening the door to to disempowering habits, to contention, to jealousies, or or coveting? Are we opening the door to rebelliousness or defiance to obedience? Identifying with honesty our weakness then allows us to place the most men or effort in fortifying us against any power that would seek to weaken us. I think it's worth observing that none of these efforts having a spiritual mindset, putting on the armor, following the counsel of the prophet, fortifying and building up their weak places until they were made strong. None of these things eliminated 
the power that, that wished to destroy them and bring them into captivity. But it did allow the Lord to be with them. He didn't remove the circumstance, but he increased beyond their natural capabilities to face their challenges and to overcome them. Even though wars and dissensions continued to pester them, the Nephites remained a highly favored people of the Lord. And it's worth asking yourself if this is true for you. Despite the wars and the dissensions occurring in your life, have you been equipped to face them? Is the Lord favoring you by prospering you and filling you with ingenious methods to face your problems? And are you being able to experience an inner peace from time to time? Can you live in a not ideal world? but still enjoy the companionship, the protection, and the grace of God. And can that be enough for this moment? I hope you can see yourself in these chapters. I hope you have a desire to to prepare your mind by strengthening your faith in Jesus Christ and seeing the living Christ in your life. I hope that you desire to put on your armor, to consult the words of the prophet, and then 100% incorporate his counsel into your daily life. I hope that you're building your place of resort and you're ensuring that the only entrance for false principalities, powers, darkness, and wickedness is through your front door and with your permission. And that you aren't afraid to identify your weak places and then make a plan and put that plan into action on how to strengthen them. We are, we're spiritual creatures having a mortal experience. And there is no need for any of us to be taken down by the fiery darts of the adversary. Not with the spiritual tools that we've been given. We've got this. And Captain Moroni proved that to us.